0: This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to an episode of Boom Rookies presented by ESPN. I am Matt Guard, and with me today, Nick Campton. Hello.
1: Hello. We did it again.
0: You are out we in sunny Camden, Nicholas. How is it out there?
1: Well, the, the streets out here are alive with mm. uh, the recent news that <laughs> former West Tigers hero Pat Richards hit a scintillating 154 not out for Camden-Campbelltown fourth grade the other day. And, like, what a, what a, what a, what a, what a way to kick off the week of Fisher's Ghost Festival, which is a Campbelltown institution, and the reason that the camp- local cricket club is named The Ghosts.
0: What a what a what a what a one-two for the MacArthur region. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Pat Richards. And there's second Pat Richards chat in as many days on the show. Incredible.
1: Too much Pat Richards is never enough. The man but, has lived a, a rich full life.
0: Yeah, he's a remarkable character. But did uh, you know that he scored
1: more points when he was playing for Wigan than Hazemel Masri scored in his entire NRL career?
0: I what? Yep. I'm not going to back, fact check that because that would involve reading something about the Super League, so I'm it's, going to believe you.
1: It is 100% true, my friend.
0: That is one of the more outrageous NRL stats I've ever heard. No, no. don't know if you know this, Nick, it was known for scoring points quite well. Well,
1: when he retired, he was the highest point scorer. That's right. In the game's history, Matthew.
0: Yeah. Called him old point scoring hazard.
1: Yeah, 2,468 points for our dear friend, Pat Richards. Mm-hmm. And... A mere 2,418 for our other dear friend, Hazem.
0: But Hazem hasn't closed the book on his career. He could come out of retirement for well, one more look, season.
1: Well, if I have to, you know, numbers are hard, but if I know anything about which number is bigger than the other number.
0: All I'm saying is that Josh Haddock leaves, dogs need a winger.
1: Do you think Hazem Omosri has ever played cricket? Yeah. Do you reckon he was any good?
0: No. <laughs> but he definitely played i mean he grew up in he, he, i don't know when the, he, he's, he's a bankstown product mate it's the home yeah, I know, of, I know home of several great cricketers such as matt bungard Stephen mark war
1: but he didn't even start playing league until he was like 16 that's true i mean he's he he, just a soccer he, guy
0: there's a big chance he did at some point at school or whatever but anyway uh we'll find out Let, let's, imagine, let's get, has
1: him, imagine has him in
0: the slips i feel like he might be a decent fieldsman i'll give you that how about
1: a, that, a jaunty Yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know if he's given you much bowling or batting wise, but he, he'd be he'd be decent between the wickets, and he and he might <laughs> and might be, and he might <laughs> be able to 11, take the cats.
1: That's eleven doesn't bowl?
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, anyway, shout out one measure one of the true greats. Um, Let's go back in time before we go forward in time. The Kangaroos coming at 36-18 winners on top. Nicholas, you and I both said whoever wins this game will lose this weekend. I would like to quickly distance myself from oh, my own you opinion. you From You're last coward. week. I can't
1: believe you backed down.
0: You think New Zealand are going to win this week?
1: No, of course not. But we said we were going to do it.
0: <laughs> well, oh, can... you
1: piece of shit. <laughs> like we're wrong all the time anyway. At least oh, okay. if we're wrong this time, we could have been wrong together.
0: Okay, I'll stay on it. Then. No, That's no, fine. I
1: don't want you here now.
0: Okay. Well, I, I mean... Slink I, away. I, I'm not slinking. I'm. Oh, I'm, you are
1: you, you are slinking. My friend. chest
0: is up, my friend. I'm sitting sitting proudly behind anytime, this one. But...
1: Any that you open with, I would like to distance myself from yeah. my previous remarks. <laughs> yeah. That is that is slinking in the most prominent way possible.
0: Well, all right, you can you can you can have your pride when Australia win by forty. But anyway, uh this game failed to deliver for me in, in a lot of ways. I thought Australia deserved this victory. The scoreline is about right. And I'm now very worried for the weekend when you replace Jake Tavujic with Payne Haas and say run it back. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I I thought New Zealand were really disappointing. Mm. Um, I thought a lot of the things that they did really well against Samoa, they absolutely failed to replicate. I think it actually, we talked a lot last week about how they had an advantage in the middle of the field. I actually think that went to their heads a little bit. They came Mm. out and played with a lot of intensity and aggression and that was good. I particularly liked how they really went after Tom Flegler. They decided to really, really target him. But um, once the, once the bench forwards sort of came on for Australia, they were able to play with a pace that New Zealand just wasn't able to match. Um, and that's a really smart way of going about things. Cause if you're going against a bigger pack, one of the ways that you can get over the top of them is by playing faster. And that's what the kangaroos did really, really effectively. I think I don't know who ended up getting man of the match, but I thought, the Kangaroos' two best players were their second rowers, Cam Murray and Reuben Cotter. I thought Cotter was fantastic defensively. I think it was very clearly his job to lean the line speed wherever he could and to really slow things down for Jerome Hughes and Dylan Brown. I thought he did a great job of that. Like Hughes set up a couple of tries off kicks, but I thought Brown was really, really quiet. And I thought Cotter played a really big part of that. And then I thought Murray was really strong in attack, not so much like, like he was for that try, he scored right at the end where he runs 30 meters and scores or whatever, but it was more about how he was getting into the line, making meters and then getting like incredibly quick play the balls. And then Mm. Australia was just playing too quickly off the back of that. But you can see that on the, um, on the second Lindsay Collins try, particularly, you know, like Australia ended up going straight through the middle of the field because the Kiwis just don't know where they're going like their head, their heads are completely twisted round because Australia's just playing so fast you know and speed of play was a real hallmark for Australia in attack in this one and I, then I think defensively I think they took a really good lesson from the Panthers in the grand final and I think they saw that at they saw Adam G was the referee they said okay Adam G's whole thing now is he doesn't blow penalties
0: it's me the non-penalty guy
1: that that's his catchphrase yeah so they played a big pack, and another way to beat a big pack is to slow, slow, like when they're running the ball, slow it down as much as you can. Hold them on the ground, dare the referee to do something about it. And he didn't. More like he didn't. And New Zealand were too busy sort of throwing their hands up and saying, referee, what's going on? To 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 sort of focus on on trying getting some of that ruck's beat themselves. So I thought this was a really um, maybe not clinical, but an extremely like well prepared and well executed Australian game plan was really 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 good stuff and i think it showed the benefits of them just having spent more time together as a team than than new zealand have you know new zealand is a collection of really good players hmm. but i think australia showed in this one that they're a, a better team yeah and in the, in like in like the most literal sense of the word they work together better as a team
0: I think a lot of Camaro's future for Clubland could be on the edge as well. So it was really heartening for me to see him play so well. Uh, Lindsay Collins, too. All their forwards, really, um, played great. And they, I used to, uh, they, they and then, as, as I said, they're going to replace Jake Tabojevic with Payne Haas this week. And they get Tino Fasumali back as well for Tom Flegman. So it's like, what well, do you do? I,
1: I, I don't know if they're going to be able to play the same way because Tino and Haas are much more direct mm powerful physical players. That is true. But for New Zealand to have a shot against Australia, they just can't give Australia any free ones. And they did a couple of times. Like that first Lindsay Collins try. Not great. Where Taboai Fitoa ends up getting the ball off like a off a contest in between two players. They can't afford to give him an easy one like that. They can't afford to give him one again with fit out where he just leaves Joseph Manu totally 100% in the dirt. You know what I mean? Like they, the, the Kiwis can't afford to give him free tries. They can't afford to have Joe Manu, one of their best players, having a shocker like He should this. have and taken his did, shirt off. And he did have a... He probably should have taken his shirt off because I thought he was really poor in this one. Um, I thought Hammer absolutely locked him up and torched him a couple of times in attack as well. And yeah, and New Zealand just didn't have a whole lot for him. I thought Hughes. Created a couple of things, but I thought Dylan Brown was 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 pretty disappointing. Um, and I thought Kieran Foran had a bit of a tough time at hooker as well. It's not great when New Brown comes on and really sort of opens up the attack. You know, it's not great when you look better when New Brown comes on the field, as opposed to your first choice test hooker. So pretty disappointing from the Kiwis, I thought.
0: I enjoyed uh, the mulatalo Nico Hines stare down <laughs> after the Harker.
1: The, yeah, the stare down after the Harker was great.
0: Just Hines just being the sweetest boy. Well, I, I you could, like obviously those two are mates. And it was just nice to see <laughs> them going at each other. That was nice. And Cam Murray standing firm in the face of, you know, fear itself uh, in the in the form of Big Nars. But he stood tall, my handsome boy. Um, yeah, love to see that. What can New Zealand do differently this week to get a different result? Apart from think, score more points than the opposition?
1: I think they need to be more focused on their own game plan as opposed to what Australia is doing. Because I think it was pretty clear that Australia got in their heads. A good way through the match. Um, And I think as long as New Zealand focus on what they do well, they can compete with this Australian side. But doing that and executing is 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 saying you'll do that and executing it are two different things. You know what I mean? If they play to their strengths, which is their forward pack and the way that they're able to sort of set up that right edge, then they might be able to do some stuff. But it can't just be we're going to throw the ball to Joe Manu and hope something happens because he's just like mm. that's not going to be enough to beat an Australian side. It can't be just you know oh well when we think we're getting a raw deal we're going to scream at the ref like you can't you can't do that. You got to get to a higher sort of level. They got to get a couple of breaks to go their way to beat this Australian side, but they that's also have to true. be they also have to be like pretty close to perfect themselves. Yeah, you know. And Chris, there was it- a couple there was a couple of times in this one like there was a bit in the second half where they finally got a little bit of good ball and they went for a big right shift. And it was one of those situations where I think the lead runner was going to hit space and out the back there was space as well. They had them completely stripped for numbers and it was like a tricky catch and pass that Jerome Hughes had to do when he put it down. And that's not, I'm not bagging Jerome Hughes. He was New Zealand's most dangerous player in this game. He set up both their tries, but they have to nail those chances, you know? And that was the, that was part of the problem in this one. They just didn't look... As sharp as they needed to be. And the longer yeah. the game went and the faster the game went, the more... Well, sort of I mean, I think that Australia. fatigue
0: was summed up with that Ben Hunt try, wasn't it? Like, what's doing there? Like, you can't have a guy...
1: Oh, I I think we... I always forget that the six, again, is policed differently in international footy as it is to the NRL. In international footy, it's still like it was in 2021. So, like, the peak of PVL, board, yeah, yeah, you know? So... And that is something that I do forget sometimes, but we should have kept that in mind because one of the hallmarks of that season was forward packs didn't matter as much and particularly size didn't matter as much. That's right. You know? So Mm. that's something that uh, we probably should have highlighted that we didn't. Well,
0: I genuinely forgot. So I just assumed that the rules would stay linear to the NRL. But too
1: Too busy slinking away.
0: Yeah. Well, you're really cut up about this.
1: We were in this together. Okay, you fine. And you, and you
0: abandoned me. I thought we were going to abandon ship together. We're going to jump off into the dinghy as a well, team. You could have
1: told me that. You could have said, "Campo, let's well, abandon well, ship." We and haven't.
0: Man, instead, you just you just stood up and said, "I want to." Well, we haven't there. done our predictions for the game yet. So oh, this... yes, but
1: if you do it now, it's hollow. You're only it's doing not it
0: hollow. You're doing it to save face. No, I'm saying you could just pick Australia, and then we're still bros. It's fine. <laughs> You're going to pick New Zealand after that shower shit we just saw on the weekend.
1: On principle, yes.
0: Okay, I'm going to. I, kangaroos are going to win by twenty. How about that? What are you going to say?
1: I think that says it all. It says a lot about you.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what's your prediction? <laughs> I please, said last Please I say kangaroos week, by 21. I said
1: last week <laughs> that the result was gonna flip. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I'm still tipping the kidneys out of respect for that previous prediction.
0: <laughs> out of respect for past Campo. That's right. One thing we were very wrong about, Nick, in back to back weeks was uh the chances of the kiwi ferns against australia because okay we, we so, said they'd get blown out in the first game they kept it close and then we doubled down and said they'd get blown out again in the second game and not only did they keep it close they won they won
1: good on them we were wrong about this like i thought australia was going to win by plenty and so Me did too. you but i feel like the way new zealand won is that like when we were talking about it we we're like if new yes. zealand are going to win it's going to happen this way
0: well is, is a 53 completion rate bad
1: um i'm gonna have to get the boys in the lab to check okay. on that one but yeah, yeah. I, I felt I, again it was a lot like that game in Townsville where Australia started really, really quickly, scored the first try, looked really good, looked really ominous. But the longer the game went, the the more it sort of bent towards New Zealand. And like a fifty three percent completion rate is survey says not. Good. Also,
0: you get Taranaki dropping the ball over. The, oh, sorry, Tamika Upton dropping the ball over the line. Yeah, later in the first half as well. There was a world where they are up by double digits in the game. There is,
1: but it's also also Australia getting punished, I think, for their hubris a little bit in the Mm. team that they picked and even in the way some of the players were playing. I I felt like Australia just thought it was going to happen for them rather than going out there and making it happen. And the Kiwis were just like hanging around, hanging around because they've got Mm. alligator blood and ended up just sort of playing to their strengths enough that they ended up getting it done. And it's their first win over Australia in... I think it was eight years Fantastic. or something like that. Right. So a really super, good. super result, a terrific result. I thought Appy Nichols at fullback really? for the Kiwi Ferns was absolutely terrific. Set up the set up the winning try with a really strong cutout pass. Um, thought New Zealand had a really good grasp of the matchups that they could win. I think it's really clear that they've found a, a very effective way to use Malay Helfanga. They know that if they set it, set things up for her to get a one-on-one matchup, she's invariably going to be able to do something with that. So a lot of their attack is based around that. Just playing to your strengths in a really, really clever way. And yeah, a really, really good result for the, for the Kiwi Ferns and like a, really stuck it up. Idiots like us who was saying things like, Oh, I don't know about the future of the, women's international game because the jillaroos are so much better than everyone
0: else that is how we both talk i know but now we
1: got we had a a narrow jillaroos win and then kiwi ferns get up for the first time in years so yeah great great stuff wouldn't you love a decider though (laughs) wouldn't you what is it with what is it what is it with women's rugby league and two games two games
0: well also and like because um because it's, it's margins, right? So no one won because both games were six-point games.
1: No, we got to have one of those weird countbacks. Oh, yeah, they we had really them. got to win yeah. on like a penalty count. Dude, we
0: lost after. a game. We lost a finals game in Stock. I was like 10 because the other team had more corners than us.
1: If that happened to me, I would never play that sport again.
0: fucking ridiculous. Never again. Just let it. I, oh, we can't play penalties because they're 10. It's too much for them. It's like, I'd rather have that than fucking lose because the other team Played. had Let's one go, more corner. Got a bit of extra time. We had that. No, it couldn't be split. Playing, Yeah, literally. Just keep playing. playing. Like another comp I played, it had drop-offs where you'd lose a player every five minutes until someone eventually scored. Anyway, lost the game on corners. So yeah, ridiculous. They
1: have have like drop-offs in Oztag and that. Yeah, yeah. I've never played in a game where it happened though. Neither have I. I, One time, so when I was growing up um, playing for Camden, a lot of the time, like the comps didn't even have four and against. Oh. So if you were level on points... In the finals, it would go down to head-to-head. But then if, like, two teams finish on the same amount of points for fifth, midweek playoff under lights.
0: Wednesday night lights.
1: Yes, bro. How good. Okay, the only time it was going to happen for me, it rained on the Wednesday and they pushed it back oh. to the sun, right? But still, but still, who did we play? We played the Oaks down at Barrel mm. and we went down 20 to 18. It was tough times, bro tough times we should have t- beaten him lights were too game. bright
0: for a young nicky c i was captain bro oh dear. Led from yeah. the front do do, 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 do do camden have a discipline problem that's what people are asking
1: <laughs> maybe that's why the oaks beat him in football nearly half exactly, the
0: time exactly right and the kiwis certainly don't beat the jillaroos half the time but they beat them here and well done to them because they they stuck it up us a pair of morons and isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day
1: we really should have beaten the Oaks in that game. I'll never I'm get sorry.
0: over it. I'm sorry that mean to rehash old wounds. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll, I'll. I'll. My only one that's as painful, like, well, as this seems to be, for you is we lost a soccer grand final once, one nil, because our centre back was trying to chase their forward in the box. He tripped over his own feet and fell into the striker, knocking him over for a penalty.
1: Oh my god, that is brutal, <laughs> dude.
0: Yeah. We lost one nil. Good stuff.
1: Oh, that's. That's terrible. Yeah I is, is that is that the most like personally devastating sports loss of your career?
0: Yeah, easily. I haven't lost like I haven't lost many. Like won most of the grand finals I've played in in sport. Like two, I think I was like two and zero in cricket grand finals. I think it was like five and two in soccer grand finals or something. So yeah, probably. Mm. I mean, not as bad as other. Uh, as a fan, obviously, twenty twenty one grand final and the twenty eleven AFC Championship game are the top two. But as a player, probably that game. The
1: so. the the thirteen prelim isn't.
0: Yeah, but that, that kind of retroactively washes away because they won the next although well, I guess it, the Ravens won the next year as well. Yeah, I well I was
1: saying. gonna say, isn't it the same kind of thing?
0: I guess, but like there's
1: but I, that's, I, no but that that that's 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 funny though, because like hmm. but we, like you always bring up the AFC championship loss. Yeah. As like, you know, one of the worst days of your life. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Then why doesn't the that's the blackouts the blackout Super Bowl wash it away?
0: That's a weird. I, I guess maybe because like maybe you contain multitudes. Because well, maybe it's because like the maybe there's more to Maddie Bungar than meets the eye. <laughs> maybe, but maybe it's because like the the, the prelims Souths lose like they blow a big lead, but then halfway through the second half, you already know it's over, right? It's not like they lost like they lost that grand final. Yeah, it it wasn't.
1: A... It wasn't. It wasn't last second fashion.
0: No, it was they 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 blew a lead and manly steamrolled them in the second half. But anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, the speaking of teams, we got steamrolled. Our beloved Kummels.
1: Yeah, fuck, dude, we got we got nothing right last week. Hey?
0: No, we 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 really didn't. But that doesn't matter when you we, we we flex on them when we're right, and we quickly move on when we're wrong. So uh, <laughs> that's it for this week. Thank you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Fiji were are brilliant.
1: Yeah, I, I felt like in the first maybe ten minutes, the Kumuls played with a lot of that really nice structure um, that we've seen from them so far in these internationals, and then they decided to just drop everything. And they just could not complete a set to to save themselves, you know. And if you are the smaller team, which PNG were, it's important to complete your sets and move the ball around a lot and make the bigger team work a lot harder. And if you're not completing your sets, you're just not going to be able to do that. And then it was like it was like Fiji. Once they got a bit of possession, they just woke up and they were realized, okay, look, we're all like six foot five and jacked up from sinking a shitload of carver. Let's just run over these little Cornwall pricks. Mm. And that's what happened. They were just playing like. North south, really direct, really powerful footy. And then once they sort of got the physical ascendancy, they became far more comfortable using the ball. And some of the tries they scored were just tremendous like tremendous interplays of passing, interchanges between centers and wingers and halves. Like I thought Kurt Donahue had a great game at 5'8. I thought Mike Acevo had his best game in probably like a couple of years or something like that. Yeah, he was, he was, he was just, it was just really, really good stuff from from Fiji who for a while, I thought they were going to put like 50 on them And I was like, holy hell, this is like totally got away from the Kumbals, but um, yeah, really did. Yeah. A really, really impressive, really impressive bounce back from the body.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after last week's close shave, but now uh, they get to play for all the marbles again this week. I believe that. Uh, well, well, I believe that uh, the kummels have to win by 28 to take the trophy. Other. They win by twenty-seven. They no, share.
1: No, right. isn't isn't this I'm just being a
0: dickhead. F- I'm being a dickhead.
1: Well, you do like doing that, but oh, you yes. have to. You have to tip. You have to tip Fiji because you turned your back on. We the, did say the, the result flip
0: lifestyle. But I also said I tipped the Cummins in both weeks. So regardless, yes, but how of what can I we do, take you? How
1: can we take you at your word? How can we ever trust know. you again?
0: Well, I don't think I've ever expected anyone to trust me. But I will say that. If you think I'm tipping against a team that has Alex Johnston in a final, you are sorely mistaken, my friend. And I will not be coerced into doing any such thing. Crazy Tane Milne be damned. I'll be sticking crazy, with...
1: Crazy crazy Tane with another um, very, calm very Tane. solid low-key um,
0: performance. Calm um, workman-like Tane I'm Milne. Can you imagine if that, like, if this, it's never going to happen, but imagine if this just translates into, like, his NRL career and he just becomes, like, a south bench forward for the rest of his days. Wouldn't that be something?
1: don't want him on the bench too much time too much time That's to true. Think it'd be crazy <laughs> I, I don't they're working hard
0: uh, listen this is no disrespect for, to your friend and mine calm Tane milne but if Tane milne is ever playing 80 minutes in the forward pack K- K- for K- south calm K- K- nay calm K- K- nay yeah calm K- nay yeah uh but if Tane milne is ever playing 80 minutes in the forward pack for south something has gone horribly 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 <laughs> wrong at some point in the season so i don't think we would ever want that to happen uh, but yeah, uh, they were great. I didn't like uh, Mike Acevo burning AJ for pace. I did like AJ scoring a try off a scrum. That was cool. Uh, he can still play fullback. I still believe. But um, yeah, th- this was a game where I think the Kiwis, uh, sorry, the Kiwis, the Fiji just took their chances and it, I guess it's going to come down to if those chances present themselves again this week.
1: Well, yeah, it'll come down to if, if the Kumuls can sort of fix the handling problems that mm. they had all through this match,
0: you know, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, that yeah. first try was like Benny Hill stuff. But, like, I don't know. Like, there's there, – there's the the Coombs are capable of so much more than they showed on Sunday.
1: Yeah, they are. I, they are. And I, I, I would hope that they sort of turn up and put their game on a little bit and give us a little bit of a better contest. I think back to the Pacific Test they played against Fiji at mm-hmm. Campbelltown last year, right? So it was Campbelltown at around the – the at, like, it was well and truly in the wintertime, so it was pretty – pretty chilly it wasn't like subarctic or anything like that but when most of your guys play in Papua New Guinea a tropical country Mm. it's a pretty fair uh pretty fair what's the what's the word why can't I think of it it's not a cult it's not a culture shock but it's a pretty it's a pretty it's pretty far removed from what they're used to okay you know it's a new environment but they were able to win on that night because of how well drilled they are and how well structured they were and how they were able to stay on the job despite adverse conditions. Right. So I would hope that they, they will improve and they'll be able to play a little bit more that way, you know? So I'm expecting, I'm expecting a much better performance. I'll take PNG in a very, very close one because of my commitment to the result being reversed lifestyle.
0: No, but we said this one would be the same. We both said this one would be the same. Yeah, I know, but
1: I'm making it I'm making a statement.
0: Oh, so you're now. I'm playing you're now flag. you're now doing what you chastised me for loudly and repeatedly.
1: Yes, but with me it's 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 on. Oh,
0: but when I do it it's cute. <laughs> uh but <laughs> um by the way, uh, it's going to be 31 and thundershowery on Sunday. Oh, really? Afternoon. That's what the that's what weather.com thunder
1: sho- Thundershowery.
0: You never want a thundershower.
1: You don't. That's probably the worst kind of shower to have.
0: That is true. Those two things don't go together, like water and oil. Um, but yeah, uh, that might play a part. I don't know. it would be hot. I mean, if it's if there's lightning, that could definitely play a part if someone, you know, they might have to stop playing. We, we don't want that.
1: Not a lot, not a lot of cover at uh at the <laughs> National at Stadium.
0: Santos National Football Stadium. Uh yeah, I'm gonna take the Kumbles by a field goal. Cop that. Ooh, who's kicking it? Uh Alex Shelson.
1: Yeah, I was gonna if you'd said Lock on Lamb, I would have just
0: Can you imagine if I'd said that? I know, right? We'd have to end the show right here and now.
1: I'll go. I'll go the. I'll go the, cummels by four.
0: Okay, All right. So we're sticking with our beloved PNG Kummels. We believe. I can't, in t- I can't tip
1: against them. I love them so much. Me too.
0: Simi Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh no! It's Simi Randra. No, and away. Simi Randra.
1: Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will. Yes. Semi-Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried
0: it. Rant, run, run. And the big news story of the week. It's gone back and forth, Nicholas, but for a couple of days, there was some rumours swirling that Adam Finnell-Blake wanted to return to Sydney. Obviously, in many people's eyes, the second best forward in the world right now. In anyone's opinion, I would guess the top five prop forward right now. But... uh that has apparently walked back on Friday afternoon, and now he will apparently stay there until the end of next season at least. So, a bit on in the for Finol Blake saga, and I think with everything good that the Warriors did this year, to lose their best player would have been an absolute disaster.
1: This was this was like you know in the episode of The Simpsons with Mister Sparkle, where they finally watch Mister Sparkle, and after they finish watching it home, it says, "Come on, kids, let's go home. We yes, are home. A That was fast. Like that's kind of what happened here because for no like the the release request got broken yesterday and then this morning it kind of the Warriors said okay we've worked it out he's going to have one more
0: year. Like, yes, we have carefully a, we have carefully a... considered whether or not to release our best player <laughs> for no reason, and we have decided not to do that.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's just the new Warriors, mate. They just make good decisions.
0: It's um, good on them, by the way. Like there are there are like weak teams that would acquiesce to any player demands. And I, and like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be one of those old, uh, oh, you know, you've got to honor your contract, all that stuff. But like, it's that's what you do. You can't just have people. But like, requesting releases willy nilly. And I'm glad that the Warriors are sticking to guys. I don't know what the reasons are for Noah Blake to return to Sydney. I know in the past he was quoted in stories saying he needed to get out of Sydney. Yeah. Cause it was like bad but for mate, his.
1: That can happen. Like junior Paulo came to the Raiders cause he had to get out of Sydney. Yeah. And he was at Canberra for two and a half years. and. Calm down. Like he ready to, yeah, he felt <laughs> like he was ready to come back. You know, so yeah. um, Jay, it was um, it was not funny, but it was. It was probably a measure of Fanua Blake's quality that, like, I feel like there were three clubs whose ears were pricked up immediately. That's the Dragons, the Bulldogs, and the Sharks. Yeah, and I think it was all of a sudden like, okay, what have we got to do to? To well, make this happen because uh, if the sharks exactly got, what all three of them If need. the
0: sharks got Anne Fanur Blake, I think they're a genuine contender. We've said yeah, for we've said for a while that they are paper tigers, glass cannons, whatever you want to call them. But I think they've got a really talented roster from top to bottom. And the only thing they are truly missing is an absolute bell cow front rower. And yeah. he is that in every sense of the word. Yeah. And he'd make a the guys he'd make the guys around him better too.
1: I don't know if I don't know if he'd do that. I don't know if he's a leader in that way, but I I think the sharks have like
0: well, do you not do you do you like think so like Bunty Afoa had everything. like his best season this year? And that's just as a result of no, like the dude, that's
1: coming away. Se- Bunty Foa's had seasons like this in the past. Mm,
0: I, don't I, know.
1: I think I think Adam Fanua Blake is sort of a singular play. He's really good at what he's good at. I don't look at him as someone like a tall who Harris who's going to make other blokes better. But no, that's I beso- do that's, like- that's, that's beside the point. Um adding Fanua Blake to that current mix of sharks' middles where they've got a lot of good complimentary guys with probably no out and out big dogs. I'm with you. That happens all of a sudden. I'm taking them very, very seriously yeah. as a premiership team. If Canterbury got him, all of a sudden, I'd be like, okay, well, not a premiership team or anything like that. But all of a sudden, they're looking a lot more like a yeah. Real they c- they team. could finish
0: as high as 11th. If they I got know. Him. Can you imagine? Yeah, I did get a message from one of our patrons, Josh, saying if we get Fenua Blake, we're a top eight team, and he did not like it when I said no. He <laughs> responded by saying some very hurtful things about Leshore Mitchell.
1: Yeah, but now that now that he's um, Fenua Blake staying at the Warriors for another season mm. that really to me widens the race about who could conceivably go after him because now you don't just have a couple of months to clear the decks you've got a full season mm. you know and this is exactly what happens when th- this is how a club like i know we always say the roosters with these things but it's exactly well, we, how mate, like we already know how, to how this is
0: gonna fucking end it's oh well the sydney roosters have restructured uh uh the contract of Corey Allen, and that has allowed them the salary cap space to sign Adam Finilla Blake from 2025 onwards. That's exactly what's going to happen.
1: I, I, yeah, it's very possible. I was going to use but Drew Hutchinson's name in that in that joke, but did you know
0: Drew Hutchinson had gone to the Bulldogs? By the way,
1: yeah, yeah
0: I forgot about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, and turpin and salmon and
0: <laughs> all a your favorite guys.
1: Um, for Blake's got a bit more of a nomadic history than people think. So like, he's a mascot junior. So he played junior reps at Souths. Shout out. Then he had a year at Parramatta. Then he had a couple of years at Saints, ended up getting sacked from Saints when he was charged with Mm. domestic violence, then popped up at Manly. And now is at the Warriors. And now he's going to move on from the Warriors as well. So like, he's been around a little bit and- you never know how much it it, it matters, but I the, the fact that he has history at so many different clubs, I wonder if that will impact where he goes, you know, because people can forgive and forget, but some people don't forgive or forget mm. when players leave. So I don't know. I don't know. I think there'd be no shortage of clubs that could have him that, that, that w- would have him. There's no shortage of clubs that could use him. I think this season he's just had is probably going to be the best season of his career. So I think we have to be mindful that anything we do get from him in the future is probably not going to be like this. He's probably, probably not going to be. He's probably not going to have another season where he's like the third highest try scorer on his team. Yeah, I mean, it, like that, you know.
0: I, if I were him personally, I'd want to go back to my roots. I'd want to go back to whichever team the mascot Jets Catchment Area happens to be in, and maybe link up with a few of your junior teammates, you whoever think, they might play for. Do
1: you think the Sharks would and would annex mascot if it got a Madden Fanua bloke?
0: Yes. In, a vi- <laughs> I, in i I'd be I'd be I'd be like. I'd, I'd be having to just like climb the wall to get home every day from, from the gym or whatever, because it'd be right mm. down. It'd be right down Coward street, ironically.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I still think, um, yeah. Cronulla seems like the most natural fit. If he really wants to I agree. contend for a it title, makes so but, much sense. but saints and uh, at Canterbury, I'm not, I'm not sure what they'd be able to offer just because they've signed a lot of blokes already, but I feel like saints could offer the big, big money, you know? Yeah, they could probably uh, offer more cash. And he I just might don't be, know he might if he be... moves
0: the needle as much at either of those teams, man.
1: Oh, the dragons! The like, dragons no, I, I think, think
0: the dragons. I think are gonna be decent this year. I don't. Yeah, think you're
1: much, you're much higher on them. But on them. I
0: also think that, like, even if they get him, their ceiling is still like the second week of the finals. I think if he goes I'm to not, the Sharks, yeah. they can win a comp.
1: It depends what he wants, mate.
0: Yeah, it depends what
1: it depends what he wants. If he goes to the Sharks, then I think they can be a real chance of winning the competition but some guys don't want that as much as they say they do some guys want money and that's all right money's important it can be in exchange for goods and services and i think saints uh they need a player like that enough and they're kind of desperate enough that they would offer him more than what he's on at the warriors right now and he's already on close to a million a season hmm. so yeah and well... then can- canterbury 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 the the wild card as far as i'm concerned
0: yeah it's the and I wonder, like, would because you mentioned there he was at the Dragons when when his off-field indiscretions occurred. So I wonder yep. if that would be a factor in any yeah. of that stuff. Going, Although yeah, as, 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 I will say, as far as all of these people go that have done terrible things, he is one of the few that seems genuinely contrite about what he did in the past yep. and has, like, made measures to make himself a better person in the aftermath of it. I will yeah, say
1: that just you, 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 you never know how those sorts of things are going to impact a club's view. Mm down the line you know yeah. but um yes up for grabs definitely
0: yeah for sure and uh, just I mean regardless of everything else just had a fantastic season as, as I mean there were some not us but some people suggesting he was he had surpassed Payne Haas as the game's best prop late last year that was quickly proven incorrect in the prelim final but uh still a firm top two in my opinion and a top 40, five any 40
1: one. seconds into the prelim final we were like yeah. oh wait no no, the pain's actually much, much better.
0: Yeah. Um, we had a long chat about Jerome Luai on the Patreon show yesterday. So we'll quickly do a few few seconds on that now. But if you want to hear a proper chat about Jerome Luai, Patreon, that's where you got to go. We, already, we talked about it for like 15 minutes. But um, yeah, dude, this is such an interesting one because where we differ the most is you're both higher on Jerome Luai's value to the Panthers than I am, but also if you were a betting man, you're the one that's betting that he's going to leave. Whereas I think his value is not as high as you do, but I also don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to stay at Penrith.
1: Hmm. I think he, I think he can earn more money somewhere Hmm. else, but I think as a player, he is most valuable to Penrith. Um, and basically that comes down to i think Jerome Loi has been really integral in building what Penrith have become over the last 4 years and i think it's really interesting that everyone was a lot higher on him as a player as they were building what they were building and now that they're at the top and they're maintaining something they've built the longer they've been doing that the more people have gone off Jerome Loi as a footballer mm-hmm. um and that might be because they don't like him or because he's loud and brash and confident in the way a lot of those Panthers guys are but for whatever reason i think it's actually spun all the way around now and i think people are actually underrating his value to this penrith mm-hmm. team a little bit but having said that just the way penrith's cap is structured i don't think they're going to be able to offer him as much money as other clubs are and i think i think he is going to i think he is going to chase he's going to chase the cash Future you know? West
0: Tiger Jerome, Luai. and I
1: think I think the West Tigers is going to be where he ends up. I, and I don't mind it as a fit because I think they need someone who has a little bit of that confidence. They, they need, need some, some know,
0: attitude and some leadership. They do,
1: they do. And he's got a, He's played with Api Corosaur before. Um, he absolutely idolizes Benji Marshall. There was a there was some really good quotes that got rehashed earlier this week about from from Luai when he was in uh Maori camp with Benji Marshall, and he was talking about how he was his favorite player growing up, and he remembers where he was for the 05 flick pass. And after that, his mum bought him like a West Tigers beach towel. And it was the only towel that he used for five years. Cause he loved Benji so much and all that sort of thing. So mm. it seems like a pretty, a pretty good fit for me. I, I wouldn't want West to pony up that money for him to play as like a dominant halfback, because I agree with what Ivan Cleary said the other day. I don't think that um that really suits his play. But I thought there was an interesting postscript on that Cleary Luai stuff that that didn't really get as much of a run. Somebody spoke to Matt Cameron, who's the Panthers head of Mm. football, about the Instagram post that Luai put up. And, like, we are all way too old to do Chinese Whisper stuff about fucking Instagram posts. But this was something interesting Matt Cameron said. He said that the things that Ivan Cleary said in public were things he had already said to Jerome Luai as part of the negotiation. Okay. So that tells me that I, the, the Panthers pitch is something like, look, you can go get more money, but that's a role that we don't think that you're suited for. And you can trust us because like, you know, you're like a son to us at this point. Mm. If you stay here, it's a little bit less, but we keep doing what we've been doing.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think, um I think I've made this comp to you before, but to me, he's the, he's the Draymond Green of the NRL. Like this is a guy who is just a perfect fit for the team that he's on this perennial successful team where he's the attitude he, he he he's the leader in a lot of ways. He's the guy that doesn't take a backward step. He's the guy that everyone loves to hate. But you also feel like if he was anywhere else, he wouldn't be as effective. And I think that, that that's the role that Jerome Luai plays. And I think that's kind of the point, well, obviously not in those words, but that's kind of the point that Ivan Cleary and those other guys have, will, will have been making to him, I think. So I hope he stays. It'd be weird to see him elsewhere. But I do also, in a really weird strange. way, in a weird way, I do feel like if it, it would be the least weird to see him as a Tiger. I don't know why well,
1: I think if he does leave, I think he stays in Western Sydney. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And in terms of Western Sydney clubs, like he can't go to para. I don't think he'd go to Canterbury, but I do think he'd go to West. And this was just a half-baked theory that I was, I've been rolling around in my head for a while. Again, there's no, no mail or news here or anything like that. I haven't spoken to anyone involved at in any of these clubs. This is just sort of me idly spitballing something. Yeah. But I could see Luai going to the Tigers Canterbury having another bad year and Matt Burton ended up back at the Bulldogs or back at the Panthers on a cut price deal to play in the halves with Cleary.
0: Honestly, when you, when you spun this the other day, uh, I, uh, my immediate reaction was not that silly. It was, you know what? I Mm. could say it. I could say a world where all of that happens, but we'll find out. Um, I get
1: the feeling this one's just getting started.
0: I do too. So there's some re-signing news to run through real quick. with uh, Wateni-Lesniak, uh, one-year deal, an extra one year. So now he'll stay at the Warriors to the end of 2025. So another one of their success stories from this year, re-upping.
1: Keep growing that hair, baby.
0: Absolutely. Uh, did we talk about Morgan Smithies last week?
1: We talked about him a few weeks. Like, I feel like this news yeah. got broken a few weeks ago.
0: Um, But it just got confirmed. It just got
1: confirmed, yeah. Hmm. So yeah. he's coming to Canberra. He's a middle forward from Wigan. There were some very interesting comments from Sean Wayne and from Morgan Smithies himself in a yarn. Steve Maskell did for NRL.com. Someone asked Wayne how Smithies was going to go. It's, Sean Wayne's the England coach, and he coached Smithies at Wigan. And he pretty much said, Yeah, I think he can do it, but there's a lot of things he's got to fix up first. Wow. Like he was very kind of like, yeah, I don't think you'll be an instant success. I think things have got to, things it's have You've got to improve a couple of things. First, going, he's wow. He's that's really candid
0: down in Canberra. There's no media scrutiny at all. So he's got plenty of time to. Improve. Oh yeah,
1: definitely. But then okay. they asked Smithies himself and he, they said, was it always your plan to come to the NRL? And he goes, yeah, but not this early. He goes, I, I thought I'd wait a few more years, but wow. the offer came through. So it sounds like it was Canberra, have Canberra identified him and picked him out. Well, that's good. Well, and Canberra's history of signing people from England. Like, obviously we all remember the hits, right? Hodgson mm-hmm. and Bateman, and Whitehead and George Williams, even though it was a short time or whatever, but they've also had a dud or two in him. Mm. Like Jordan Turner came over. He didn't play. He didn't All- play. NRL all-star. Thank you. And, uh, sorry. World all-star Jordan Turner. <laughs> Never get so, I there. don't know. And look, Smithies is a, I think a very strong defender, but I think his attack, his attacking game has really got a lift if he's going to be mm. a consistent NRL starter for the Raiders.
0: Yep. All right, so, uh, so this is another one where I, I honestly thought this happened months ago. So when someone messaged me on Wednesday, it was like, "Oh, Jai is resigned." I was like, "Yeah, that was that already happened." But no, it hadn't. It was just like one of those things that we all knew was going to happen. But it's nice to have that confirmed now, and it's especially nice that after all the Jack White and stuff, where it was like, "Oh, how South's going to keep all these guys?" They've now they've now kept all of them, just Keon left to resign, and that will. Yeah, it's funny will.
1: how that happens for some clubs, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's pretty great, man. It it rules actually. So mm. um yeah, Arrow's fantastic. I think we'll see a lot of reshuffling in that South pack this year. I think we'll see a lot more Murray on the edge and a lot more Keon and Jai Arrow in the middle. So interesting to see what happens. When they're all fit, it's a really good forward back. It's I it's know, a forward pack I... that's good enough to win a comp. But
1: how long is how long has Arrow been at South now? Uh
0: three twenty came in twenty twenty two,
1: didn't he? No, he's been
0: there. No, it's it's twenty one at the earliest. Let me check. Uh, he came in 20. Oh, 20. Fucking hell. Yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah. So it's been a while. It's like, I really rate Jai Arrow. I feel like we haven't seen the best of him at
0: Souths. Mm. Well, he's know? never, he's missed so many games.
1: Well, it's, it's he's missed a lot of games and he's played a lot on the edge. Like, I, I really want to see how he goes getting a full season in the middle of the I think we're going to see it this year. As dude. a big I minutes really guy. I really I, think we're seeing well, that I've, this. I've year. always, I've always preferred him in that role to yeah. being on the edge. And like again, he's been very effective for Souths and for Queensland and all that. Like I really rate him. I've rated him since like under twenties days. I'm a big, big fan of his. But well, I guess I, I feel like I feel like he's still he's not hit his ceiling as a footballer hmm. yet. You know, but still I, I think the best can still be yet to come.
0: I guess the question is though, mate, is like if you if you if you props when you when the chips are down, your you, your best props are on the field are Taitola and Tom Burgess, who are very, very good, and then you have got a couple of decent players coming off the bench too. Because you've said basically what you just said about Jarrah about Cam Murray as well. But one of them has to play on the edge. So which mm. which, which, which would you do? Because I watched Cam Murray play on the one. edge. I watched Cameron play on the edge for Australia on the weekend, and he looked pretty damn good at it.
1: Well, that like Murray is good at both things. Mm. When he's playing lock, he has a case to being the best lock in the league. Mm. So is it worth it to weaken yeah. one of your greatest strengths in that way? I
0: guess the argument, like, I guess you have to try and work out the combined value of arrow at lock and Murray on the edge versus you talk, arrow like, you, on the edge. You Murray said before
1: lock. that, that Colin Matangi is going to spend some time. Yeah. That's I've well. I have and, heard
0: that too. So, you know,
1: and like then all of a sudden Souths almost have too many. Middles, well, you, forget, you know,
0: like, and you've got fucking Talas Duncan as well.
1: Yeah. Like, so I, 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 I don't know. Like there's obviously so much talent there. I'll just be really interested to see how it fits together. And it might be, it might well be that, Murray playing on the edges, how it shakes out, or mm. Arrow just sort of keeps holding up that edge, as he's done to to pretty solid effect in the it's, past. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how all the pieces fit together.
0: Yeah. We talked about Sean Keppy signing for them last week, didn't we? Seems I like something we, we did. I think
1: we did, but I don't think we talked about it any more than Sean Keppy signed for the Rabbitohs.
0: Oh, yeah, because you said a good a good group six-man on never leave. A good group six-man, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. Did, Tom Jenkins, and I thought, and Jet. Ah, I thought Tom Jenkins was one Penrith wanted to keep, but he's uh, signed with Newcastle. Is it doing nothing for you?
1: Oh, sorry. I thought. I thought. I thought you had something. Something no. else to add. Oh, look. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I, I thought he I was think... one that they like. one for the future that they wanted to hold on to, but no, he's
1: just. Well, like, where's he going to play? I guess that's true. There's too many. Like that. Like I think it's like they've got Toto. Turova and Toto. What are you going to do? And yeah. you can't like Turova's been terrific. So there's just, and I think Jenkins is in the place where you know, first, it's time for him to start playing a lot of first grade.
0: Well, good get for it's the Knights. I mean, they need him. they need someone to replace Dom Young. He's obviously not going to be Dom Young, but if he's if he's you know if he lives up to any of the the sort of hype that Country fans have been giving him in the last couple of years, I think that'll be a pretty astute signing for them. Yeah,
1: I, I think he's the kind of guy who's going to do who's going to do well up there. Um, and something I quite like about him is he's got he had not an unconventional path, but he got a run at the Panthers because they sent a team out to Young in in Country New South Wales. Right just like as a, in a preseason tour and he was playing for young against the Panthers and he played so well that they ended up signing him. You know what I mean? So like, he's one of those sorts of guys. He's the, another one of those sort of country Panthers that they dig up somewhere. They're all like just six foot five, blonde haired white boys who are all farm strong, you know? Mm-hmm. So now the Knights, I've got one of them and the Panthers will just go back out to their cloning factory in the central West and get another one.
0: Yeah. There's a great. On- it's good for them. On his Wikipedia page, there's a reference from uh, Jasper Bruce about a story. So I look forward to asking Jasper this question in next year's Slow Your Brain, and him <laughs> getting it wrong.
1: Well, you want to send him to the funny farm again?
0: Oh, uh, he, oh, he was, he was up in knots that boy. Oh, God, love him. Uh, other couple of uh, re-signings: Jordan McLean at the Cowboys, Lachlan Croker for the seagulls and locker Croker, honestly as I think had a better career than most people would have expected. How
1: long how long's re signed for? Uh,
0: another two seasons end of 2026.
1: That's 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 surprising to me. In what I think he's all right. I th- no no I do too. I think he's I think he's all right. How did and Canberra let him
0: he's... go Nick? That's what a lot of people are asking. I think
1: he's done a great job to play as much first grade as he has and I think he's made a great fist of playing Hooker as well. Mm. But I'm surprised that they'd get him on a two year not a one year because Gordon Chan kum Tong is coming. It's true, he's but Chen, who knows?
0: Chan Kum Tonging. I don't know. <laughs> not my best. It's Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> that was not your best. Croker played. I thought Croker played pretty well this year. Ah, uh, Jordan McLean. Whatever. Cowboys. That's uh, just. Ugh. I don't know. I've, I've no strong feeling on the Cowboys anymore. Do you? Um. I always kind of do. I always have a soft spot for them. They have the best post post game song when they win. Life at the outpost, mate. Hey, what an absolute banger. Great shit. We yeah. got to
1: get up. The, have you ever been in Townsville?
0: No, nah, it's the one stadium I've been, Oh, that and Mount Smart, the two stadiums I've been. Yeah, to. me either, bro. Yeah, let's do it. If there's a, we should take Bungard and Campus Footy Adventures on the road. What
1: a what a moment that um, would be. We forgot to talk about England versus Tonga
0: again. Uh oh well. Have England already not won the series?
1: They have, but like we can talk about the
0: game. Oh sure. Uh, all I saw was Victor Radley's not playing this week.
1: It was honestly the game was quite similar to the the game the week before. Tonga just couldn't get any of their attacking structures going. Um, Mikey Lewis, really good again for, for England. He's out this week with some manner of injury. George Williams is coming back in, but Mikey Lewis, as far as I'm concerned is sort of the final of the series. Mike McMeekin, who's a, a, he was an edge back row for years. Now he's in middle. He's been really strong for England mm. as well. And Tonga just sort of weren't able, weren't quite able to fix some of the, some of the leadership and some of the direction problems that they've sort of had, they sort of had in that first test. So while it's a big step that Tonga were able to tour the UK at all, I think on the field they've probably been a little bit disappointing.
0: Yeah, totally fair. Uh, so they play again this week. It's just a the, you don't want to get whitewashed. You on, don't want you to get, get whitewashed. on your big tour. So playing at
1: Headingley, though, have you ever, yeah. have you ever been to a, like a league game at Headingley? No, gee, it's a good.
0: I've little been league. to Leeds for like two days in my whole life. Real? Yeah, yeah. We haven't got where the plan is in August. Uh, we're going to go up there properly. So nice. Yeah, that'll be exciting.
1: Yeah, Headingley's Headingley's a really good little league ground. Mm. What I, what they have in England that I really like a lot of the places don't have hills or whatever because they're right in the middle of suburbia or they're right in the middle of cities. Sure. But instead they've got all they've got those sorts of terraces that kind of have those got kind of like fences all the way up them that you can lean on and stuff. Mm. Really cool.
0: Yeah, the terraces I think they're called Mm. or the safe standing whatever they yeah yeah they've got a bit of that in they've got a bit of that in Um, at uh, Paris Stadium when the when the Wanderers play they take the seats out at one of the oh do they yeah yeah yeah. see I feel
1: like though if you were at like a game that was that was really really packed then it wouldn't be as fun because it'd just be too jammed up Mm. but you go to a Leeds Rhinos game against the fucking Lee Leopards or something like that you know and there's 5,000 people there and you can stretch out a little bit. That's a fun time. That's as fun a time as you can have in the city of Leeds without ordering a chip butty.
0: Oh, mate. Is there, there, there's few things better in life than a chip buddy. Uh, I didn't,
1: I didn't have one when Why? I was there last year. What's wrong with
0: you? It's chips know, and bread. Like what's you not, know what I,
1: like? you know what I did have though, man? I went to an FC United of Manchester game. Oh,
0: cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And yeah. that was actually, that's right up cool. your alley. That was, that's yeah, right that up was your really,
1: alley. really cool. I really dug it. It was just like a random Tuesday night when I was in Manchester, it wasn't long before I left. And I went just to go hang out and like met some blokes at the game. And we kicked on after I had like a really sick time. It was like going to a Newtown town But game.
0: Briefly, would you like How to I explain sort of the concept of FC United? Manchester I should do people. that. I should
1: do that. Yes. So FC United of Manchester were a club started by Manchester United supporters in like 2005 mm-hmm. or something like that. Yes. A protest at the ownership group who I think that, are they still, they still in, own The Glazers, the Amer- the Glazers. Yeah. they still own them anyway. So they hated it. So they started their own, their own soccer team. And they started them at the lowest level mm. of, of the English leagues, like the, the Northwest division. county yeah, football like, league, a thousand divisions down. Yeah. And they won their way up. And now I think they're in about like the sixth division or something like that. And it's a full time, to- it's a full time business. They get about three, 4,000 people to a game. There's a bunch of like really cool old menu paraphernalia and that all around the ground. Um, and talking to, talking to people there, cause I'd heard of the team, but I wasn't really sure what the vibe was going to be. So I was talking to the guys there and they kind of all said, look, we all grew up as Manchester United fans, but like, we can't afford to go to old Trafford for games. Tickets are like hundreds and hundreds of pounds, you know, and there's this community element to the club hmm. that has been lost because it's really it's cool. i a multi-billion dollar, uh, industry now. And, and they're like, there there they can be no link to the city of Manchester the way they used to be. So they go, so the idea of this club is it's what Manchester United used to be. And it's what it should be. You know, it's like, it's for the people of Manchester. And I was like, I loved it. It was really, you're right. It was right up my alley. The night I went there, they were playing some team from Belgium in a European competition. And it was What's a similar that? thing. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, I don't know. But it was like a similar thing. It was a fan owned club.
0: Oh, the Phoenix Trophy. That might've been it. They were playing KSK Beveren.
1: Sure. That sounds right. But anyway, this Belgian team, this Belgian team that they were playing, um, were were like, they'd won the Belgian, the big Belgian league in the sixties or something like that. And then Hmm. fallen in really hard times. And it was the same thing. It was just like local people keeping the club going. I was talking to a few of the away fans and it was like, yeah, we flew over this morning from Antwerp on a 25 euro flight. We're flying back tomorrow. Like, oh, uh, there's the president of FC United Manchester. FC United Manchester. I'm sleeping in his back room tonight. It's great. Mm. I was like hell
0: yeah, this is awesome. Anyway, that is cool.
1: Gone way beside the point. Yeah. The point was the specialty. Like they have like a specialty food item. At oh right, dinner. we're talking about food. <laughs> and the specialty food item that they had at this FC United Ma- of Manchester game was a chicken, um, like a chicken curry pie on a bread roll with a samosa. <laughs> with mint sauce and sweet chili sauce.
0: That's a, a lot. That, that sounds messy. That's my main. I, how, how did you eat it?
1: With great difficulty.
0: Ah, See, because that sounds delicious. It just sounds like it'd be a nightmare, especially at a football game, to try and stand there and eat. Bro, it was. You need a pl- I need to be like, I need to have a coffee table and I'd rather no one else be home so I can eat this lot monstrosity. Of ca- a lot of,
1: lot of carbs, bro. A lot <laughs> of carbs. I can yeah. ashamedly
0: eat this monstrosity bro. by myself. But it sounds delicious.
1: I don't know. Well, they're not good. You know what? It was, but it felt wrong.
0: Yeah, I think it I would feel wrong. the same way.
1: Like, it felt like a sin. <laughs>
0: <It's>, <laughs> I, I get it. I absolutely, I can completely get the the feelings that that would inspire. But yeah, FC United Manchester, shout out. Uh, what a club. Yeah, I don't know what division they're in now, but doing good. Um, that's it. We did it. And, uh, we made it. Well, yes. Uh, before we get out of here, a quick thank you to people in the top two tiers on our Patreon. Studio. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com forward slash and urban rookies you get another show every week access to our discord server entry next year's culture and cup merchandise discounts and plenty more so thank you too chris abnell dave rocky and rafi stew wayne of the old coot oh, $20. i wanted a peanut big patreon name change guy bobby witt jr jr broncos legend adam reynolds Bruce the Pom, Butsy, Chibica, I guess Dan Cullinane, and Doc Hogg, and anonymous backer, Ed Burton. Hi, I'm Mitt Bertrand, and I have redacted. How many dudes you know roll like this? Gohan, Romy, Stefani. I also went to school with Bungard. I was saying Boo Earns. I'm Matt Bungard. Could not be happy if Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I've got a blank space, my fancy team, and I'll write your name. Jason, Joel Wrigley, John, Josh Brandon, kicks us out of the comp. Lachlan, Hancock, Lifelong Dolphins Van, Luke, Charles, Midmore, Mads, Taylor's version, Matthew Duggan, Michael, the climax to a supreme game of rugby league, El Masri, trailing by one. To win it. He's got it away. It has got there. Murray. your oh, Masri Ms- shout out. Yeah, baby. That's weird because I did not know that was there when we talked about him earlier in the show. Mr. Beefy Morgan Watkins. My name is Nick Canton and Rugby Union is my favorite type of rugby. My ding ding dong is hard and I'm sad. Never trendy. Not a sigh Reese Brown, Rowan Alejandro Eduardo, Roxanne Clark. See you in Vegas, Ty. <laughs> The black vegetable. The outro music is a vibe at one point seven five times speed. These white slippers are a bino, African and Deja Rhino. Thought Tom Hardy was. We're now having shouts to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone in the distance. all listeners. Please send five of your Australian dollars to at the Matt Bungard on Twitter. West slash podcast and the Pasco fiasco. And who would win in a fight between Boba Fett or Jake the Moss? Thank you for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and everyone in the distance, Thank you as well. Um, as a big rugby union guy, how did you feel about a guy <laughs> getting sin bin and then whilst halfway through his sin bin, they went over and said, "Actually, mate, you're off." Incredible shit.
1: Rugby has gone I, has gone too far with its head contact stuff. It has mm. taken I away saw something. that tackle and I was expecting yeah.
0: to see like something horrendous. And honestly, there's eight of those who in an in, in area. I know. Game.
1: I know. They have totally lost their minds. And the upgrading the card is just insane.
0: Like it's such an innocuous hit. I can get a yellow card for it. But then they're like, uh, you know what? This is so egregious that we need to send him off in the yeah. World Cup final. The, like, the wow, thing all is, right. man,
1: like rugby union is still very genteel as a sport. Mm. And I don't think they have it in them to admit that violence and pain is something that they like about this sport they watch. Yes. But I am, I'm perfectly comfortable admitting that some of the stuff, one of the things I really like about footy is how brutal it is and how hard it is and how it's, I don't like seeing blokes get hurt, but the fact that it's a rough enough sport where blokes can get hurt, that is, that's part of what we like about it. We like, we like the violence. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's not. We've got to make the game as, as safe as we can to play. You know, no one wants to see these guys get injured. No one wants to see these guys get hit in the head. But you have to accept that part of what is great about a contact sport is the hard contact. Of course. And shit's going to happen sometimes. And you can't legislate that out of a match. You, you can't really legislate can't. that out of a sport. And rugby's trying to do it. They're going to suffer. No in a, in a global sense, they're not going to suffer any repercussions because rugby globally is more popular than it's ever been even as even true really bro i'm telling you yeah in australia it's different in australia it's fallen off a cliff but globally it's it's bigger than it's ever been dead
0: set wow that's surprising but okay sure Mm. all right uh let's get out of here we got anything what what are you doing this weekend what's going on Uh, i'm going to a wedding tomorrow oh mazel tov to whomever is getting married whose wedding is it give them a shout out
1: it's uh one of my hometown mates cameron cameron gordon
0: all right, well, Cameron, congratulations to you and your uh, partner on on what should be a magical day. And you know what today is, Nick? Friday. Yes, but it's also Link's birthday. Oh, great! Oh, you you visibly recoiled.
1: Yeah, well, I don't like I don't like Link. How many times? How many times do I have to teach you this lesson?
0: I know, but I got we're going out for his birthday tonight, so that's very exciting for me. So. Um, Other people know
1: well. Hey, that's certainly a thing that's happening.
0: It's NRL relevant. He was on. He was on. He was on the NRL coverage in during COVID, and then he was his on his way on. Well, yes, Nepo,
1: Nepo baby link.
0: That implies I'm successful. So, thank but you. Your wife's
1: very successful.
0: She sure is. <laughs> All right, let's get the hell out of here. Say goodbye, Kempo
1: Bye, guys. Goodbye, Bertrand.
0: That's goodbye from me.